Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. This is the Blue, Royal Blue Head Radio Show. Give me one second while I add my wife in right quick. Give me one second. She's on. We're on. Your wife, your mom's on? Okay. All right, again. Good evening, everybody. This is the Royal Blue at Radio Show. Thursday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. I want to thank everybody who's on, who's getting on, and who will stay on. And I want to say, first of all, today has been a great day, a blessed day, and any day that God will wake you up is a great day. Um, I want to thank Elder Oliver for this platform, Elder Oliver for what he is doing for the Lord. Uh, may God continue to bless him and his family uh, for this radio platform, Blog Talk Radio. May God give him uh, an even bigger platform for those he wants to uh, put on to broaden the name of Jesus Christ for Elder Oliver. And may you continue to bless him and walk with him and keep him from all hurt, harm, and danger. I want to thank my family uh, for still believing in me, still believing in the name of Jesus Christ, and still yet being alive. Um, We go through things personally every day, uh, but that does not say that we do not love one another, keep one another, and bring each other through. And God, I thank you for that. Um, I will not be on tonight for my wife, and I think my two daughters will be on. Um, Somebody, let me answer this text right quick from Ed Oliver. But they will carry the show tonight, and they will have a great show. I'm sure of it. Anytime that my wife's on, it's going to be what it is. Please forgive her. She's going to be very blunt. She's going to be up front, and it is what it is. If she has no shame in what she believes in, and that's the name of Jesus Christ, spreading his word and giving it to you in black and white. So with that, I want to ask uh, my daughter Vanessa to pray us in, and then the show will be in my my wife's hands. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God, for life today. Thank you for an opportunity for us to just share an atmosphere where you are, God. You say in your word, we're two or more gathered here in the midst, God. So I just thank you for being here with us tonight, God. Um, tonight I pray and ask you, one, um, for you to just make our hearts easy, God, our minds easy, God, and allow us to just let go of anything that may have transpired today, this week, or this month, or just something that's just been on us, God. I pray that we're able to let it go for this moment, just to um, uplift your name and uplift you, God, and just to commune with each other, Lord. Um, and that just, that's for the listeners as well, for us to all just be able to decompress so that we can be and share in your atmosphere, God. Um, I pray for that, and I also pray for you to lead and guide us tonight, Lord, with our words and um, in our hearts, God, so that whatever is in our heart will come out. But I pray that all the good things, you know what I'm saying, that it's all good. Um, and if not, I pray that correction is godly correction, Loving correction is also in the room as well, Lord. 
Um, so I thank you for a great episode. I thank you for a great segment. I thank you in advance for us just being able to um, teach somebody or even just to be able to um, learn. And I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, sweetie. Amen. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sweet daughter. The show is now in my wife's hands. Hello, hello, hello. Um, tonight, it, it's going to be two topics. I'm going to throw this other one in there about the mute challenge. <laughs> I have to share a little bit, um, like, really, really bad. And, Vanessa, if you could just kind of expound on what we were supposed to be doing that I felt so bad at. Um, so, basically, um, I guess I won't really go into, like, what made me want to. Well, no, I. Um, it was a few years ago. I've been, been wanting to do, like, the. my mom called it a mute challenge, but just I wanted to just practice going mute. Um, I learned that monks um, do it, and they take a vow of silence to focus in on God, and um, I wanted to do it to, um, I, sometimes I talk too much, sometimes I can say too much, so I just wanted to practice being new, and they do it for, like, they can do it for a month at a time, they can do it for, you know what I'm saying, whatever, however long, I did it for three days um, this time, I definitely want to go longer, but um, I tried it out for three days, and basically my reasons for doing it was to, yeah, like, in situations where I have to be quiet, if I learn how, no, 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 in situations where I can choose whether or not to be quiet, it's like I went through phases where I had to. So, you know, kind of learning that self-control to be quiet so that I can utilize it when I have a choice, you know. So that's one um, one reason why I did it. I can't remember the other ones, but that was the most important one was to control my words and my mouth because um, sometimes I can just talk faster than I think, and I don't like that. So yeah, that was my that was what we were doing was just being quiet for three days. So I'll tell my you want to go first, mommy. You go ahead. Um, my experience was good. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, the only times I failed were when I was talking to my little sister. Like it just was so natural and so you know normal and for me to talk to my little sister. I don't know. So that was. The times where I just I realize I'm talking is when I'm talking to her, when I was talking to her. But other than that, it was pretty um, easy in a way to not talk, I guess. But that's because I noticed I spent a lot of time in my room, so that's why I didn't really phase me the first day for real. Was because I did it I did it on a Saturday, Sunday, and a Monday, and I was in my room, so it was like okay, I do that anyway. So okay, so once I got out of my room, that's where the challenge came. And my little niece, oh her little mouth, and she's just so very intelligent and smart. And that tried me up a little bit, but it was, I just looked at it as a joke, okay, whatever. I didn't fold, but yeah, I feel like with my experience, one thing, one of the good, one of the things that I learned and came out of this was me praying to God for clarity instead of going to people, confirmation or clarity, going to God for that versus people. Because, because I couldn't talk, I wasn't able to be like, hey, mommy, what do you think about this? Or, hey, Daddy, what do you think I should do with this situation? Or, you know, I should, let me tell you about this, what you think. No, I had to go to God. I had to write it out because and pray. And um, you get what I'm saying? I had to go to God because I couldn't go to anybody else because I couldn't talk. So that was one thing that I'm like, okay, 
I noticed that is that going to God versus being able, like, having to talk to other people or just hear other people's opinions before going to God. You know, why not go to the one that is right in my story out? You know what I mean? Versus other people, it's just going to be an opinion. But that was one thing. It was one more thing. It was that me being, like, the changing environment is what really made a difference. And it was one other thing. I can't remember. I wrote it down in my notebook, but I'm driving right now. But, um, yeah, that's one thing I gained out of it. I definitely want to do it again just to um, get a new experience with it. Um, So, yeah, it was cool. So that was my experience. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you had a wonderful time. Mine sucked. From the time, I mean, it was going good up until. It shouldn't have been an up until. I should have just stayed mute because I made the situation even worse. I, I was put in a situation where I had to, well, this is what I got out of Um I wrote this down at 625-11-11-2023. What was that? Uh, that was on Saturday, after after the um, incident that I had earlier that, that morning. I put, um, if you were, if I was on trial, would I be found guilty? <laughs> And that's what God gave me. He gave me that. If you were on trial with the evidence that stacked against me, would I be guilty? Would they find me guilty? Would God find me guilty? And I really have to really, really, I will be found guilty with a but. There's no but. Either you're guilty or you're not. So I was so guilty because I didn't stay mute like I, I was supposed to. It would have. And this challenge really showed me that I don't always have to just be quiet and let other people talk. They will put their own foot in their own mouth. But I I have a tendency of helping them or try to put their own foot in their mouth instead of letting them put their own foot in their mouth. Because at the end, some lies came out the person's mouth, but the other people, I don't know if they knew she was lying or not, but when guys, when people show you who they are, just believe them. And it's not for me to, uh, me or anybody else to talk about it. It's for you to know who these people are. You don't have to try to discredit them or say nothing bad about them. It's for you. That was for me to know who I was dealing with. Because I have to deal with this person, God was showing me who this person really is. And if I just go in there and pray like, and God knows he answered. I know he answered my prayers. I've seen him come through many a time. If I just shut, if we, a lot of times that we just shut our mouth and just pray, God will let the bones fall out these people's mouths. Because if they come in with agendas and, you know, their own little hidden motives and uh it, it, they can people can only only fake for so long. And when God showed me at the end of this meeting or conversation or whatever you want to have, say it was, I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So this is how we gonna roll. 
And they didn't leave the the conversation um, discredited or, or you know, whatever, whatever. Guess what they're looking at? Me. Because I had to voice my opinion, not even my opinion. I voiced the facts because they have cameras all over the place. They could just pull the cameras and look at what really happened. But if I knew that, why can't I just shut my mouth and just let them roll the cameras back and find out what happened? And just kept my mute self muted. Sometimes we dig ourselves in a hole, you know, um, and just, just be quiet. Just be quiet. And this is um, another thing that I wrote down. Um, God said, let there be in the dark. Sometimes we're going to be alone, and we're not, just follow me. God said, let there be in the dark. He let me, whatever I speak, it may not, it may look dark right now, but whatever I speak, it's going to come to light. So just, if we just let people just be who they are, just let people be who they are. Um, Vanessa, did you want to say something real quick? You can finish, y'all, like this. Okay. okay. But just let people be who they are. If um, Whatever, but regardless of what our opinions or what God showed, if God showed it, it's not for us to talk about. It's for us to pray about and let people tear their own behind, okay? Let them tear their own. Let them hang themselves. Just let them hang themselves. Another thing God gave me, um, who, do you vent, uh, who do you vent to? Do you vent to somebody that knows you or people that, that you're trying to impress? Okay, because if you vent to somebody that knows you, they know the first thing I came home, I came home, my husband had this look on his face like, oh, Lord, what this lady done done now? But he know me, and he not just going to let me just come vent to him, you know, and think I didn't have a part in whatever whatever happened. No, I wasn't the cause of anything. No, I didn't start anything. No, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't about that. It was about letting letting people be, them, let people hang, whatever the situation was, I should have let that situation be the situation. And my husband was looking at me, he said, well, were you talking just like you were now? I said, I sure was. Yes, I was. And he did his little face like, yeah, that's probably the problem. But I thank God for bitten to somebody that know me instead of trying to impress somebody because they would have, girl, I would have did the same thing. Yeah, no, my husband, no. If people know you, they know you and how you talk and how you, what you do and this and that and this and that. Okay? And that's another, God gave me that. Um, who, if you uh, if you bit to somebody that you know that know you and know how you are and what you're not somebody to try to that you try to impress. Um God created oh God did oh, not before you move on before you move on, I feel like that's specific though. I feel like if you're trying to get a opinion uh like you know what I'm saying? Like you saying only big to people that know you, that's very specific to what you're talking about. Well, I'm, you know when I, I mean? when I say it like that, I'm not. I'm saying it like. I mean, everybody the, knows the context. Never mind. I feel like everybody knows how you're saying it. Never mind. You keep going. Okay. 
Another thing God gave me at that same night, this is stuff that he gave me at 625, 11, 11, that same Saturday night, okay? God did not create me. He didn't create me to impress people. I'm not here to, to put on a show or, you know, be there. I'm here for to do a work like Colossians. I had a special Colossians 3. Colossians 3 and 22, I think it was. I don't know. Oh, and I took my paper out. Uh, yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it and I'll come back. Because I had Colossians tw- um, 3 and 22 and Colossians 4 and 6, but I'll, I'll come back to it. But um, he gave me those. He gave me He gave me that when he gave me, um, oh, God, I said about the dark. But a lot of times, if we just be quiet, things will run so much smoother, so much smoother. Let people be people. If people show you who they are, like I said, God reveals things to you not to talk about but to pray about. When you see things, you start speaking those things, you get there because I get there, I get to where I go early and I, God told me not just to pray over what I'm doing, but pray over the whole building for those foul, that foul spirit and a witchcraft spirit. Bind them spirits before they get and come through that door. I've seen them move before. And that's all we have to do. We don't have to run our mouth. Pray. Go ahead, Vanessa. I was on, I'm going to say what I was going to say, but Colossians 3.22, I was going to read it for you. It says, servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service, not with eye service as men pleases, but in singleness of heart fearing God. Right. Not with eye pleases, but do what God told you to do. Just do what God told you to do. Just do it. Just do, keep your mouth shut, keep your heart right. That's the main thing, keeping your heart right. And one thing about it, well, I'm not even going to go into all of that. Just keep your heart right. And that's my main thing that I'm a stickler on. Lord created me a clean heart and renewing the right spirit within me. I want to have a clean and a, 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 the right spirit and the, my heart right with everybody and myself. If our heart is not right going in in a place, you can you can throw off the whole, you know, the whole the whole thing. If your heart's not right. And what was the other one? Did you uh, find the other one four what was four and six? And I'm not 'cause I didn't I don't even see my uh, my note on it. We have to keep our hearts right. Um, it says, walking wisdom towards them that are without redeeming the time. Oh, no, that's five. Six is, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, and ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. I exactly. love that scripture. Exactly. Read it again. Oh, hold on. I switch versions. That's all right. We can switch the versions. Okay. Um, I have NIRV. Let the words you speak always be full of grace. Learn how to make your words what people want to hear. Then you will know how to answer everyone. 
that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> that's a great place for you, mommy. <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. Not pouring the salt, seasoned with grace, gracefully. Season it gracefully. Not pouring the whole bucket of salt on, on, on the situation. Or shoving the salt can down somebody's throat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Okay. Give them the Let serving them size for whoever wants to be served. Right. Okay. <laughs> Something like that is more saltier than others. <laughs> So let your speech be always with grace. Not sometimes, but all the time, Ricky. Not when I feel like it. Not if they're nice to me, I'll be nice to them. No, regardless if they're not nice to you. Regardless if they, uh, um, you know, got a slick mouth. It don't matter. Let them be slick. Let their mouth be slick. Let them throw little, little, little slick little remarks. God is not going to get me for what they're saying. But he's going to get me for what I come back with when you say something slick to me. Okay? And that's where, this is where I'm at right now. All be always, always with grace. Season with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man, not the ones you want to answer to. Ricky, every. If if the listeners are listening, Ricky is myself. I'm Ricky. Self. God gave this to me. Just stop. Just stop. Yes, I'm so tired of foolishness, but guess what? It's not my foolishness. It's God. So guess what? I'm All the foolishness is just back on here. Look, you created the person, you know, or the people or whoever. They're your problem. I'm just going to pray and keep it moving. But guess what? We have to do it in love all the time, not when we want to, but all the time. Okay, I'm speaking to myself first. It came to me first. Okay? If I was on trial, this is what he gave me. If you were on trial, would you be found guilty? Yes, I would have. And I told them that. Yes, I was gu- I'm guilty, yes, I am. I told them that. I am guilty. There wasn't no getting around it. There wasn't no getting around it. Because guess what? Either I said it, if I would have said no, God knows if I was guilty or not. Even if I didn't confess that I was guilty for what I said. Is it justified? No. Did I think it was justified? Yes, because it was the truth. We don't always have to speak the truth. Especially when you're on a mute challenge. Just be quiet. That's probably, and I've been asking for for this, this thing to, to happen months. Why would they have it right? Why would we have this discussion 
the day that I muted for me to stay muted and let them talk. The bones would have fell out their mouth. But no. What did I do? I dug down their throat and pulled the bone out their mouth. <laughs> but anyway, anything else? What um, What was your um? Yeah, I have one more comment. I'm gonna just say this, and we're gonna go into our topic. Um, the other thing that I realized, but this is not—it's not really about what I realized. Is just the fact that like going on a mute challenge. What it did for me was help me to like see things I wouldn't have normally saw. So, for an example, I had, I ended up stopping to where I could read my notes. The last thing I had wrote down, hold on, I'm trying to get back to it. Oh, I said I noticed that when when I'm hurt for real, I'm quiet. That's not talking about some of the whole for real thing. But, like, um, when I'm actually hurt about something, I'm, I just get quiet about it versus, like, when I'm, like, I'm, you know how, like, you can, be combative or you arguing, you going back and forth. Those are emotions, yes, anger and stuff. But I re- I notice about myself when something really hurts my feelings or really gets me into that, like, you know, like ball in your throat, like, oh, my goodness, I'm hurt. I just get quiet. So I'm just saying that that's why I said it's not really about what I learned about myself. That really don't have nothing to do with nobody else. It's just the fact that being quiet just helps, you know, you in your head. So it's just like I'm just thinking of stuff like, hmm, okay. And it just made me notice something something new about myself. So that was just something else. Another positive to the new challenge was, you know, just self analyzation and learning new things about myself. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Asha, did you have? She was that wasn't talking, right? No, that's me. Then I said Asha didn't do that new challenge. I didn't do no new challenge. I've been quiet. I've been quiet for I've been quiet for years. So it's time for me to say something. Okay, go ahead. Mom, no, she was saying talking. in a general sense, like she's a she's already a quiet person, so oh. she said she don't need to do it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, our topic for uh, other topic for tonight is consistency. Consistency. What does that mean to you, Vanessa Dion? Consistency. Um. I don't want to answer what it means to me, but um, I guess I'll start the topic. Well, no, you got to start. I'm picking up this food real quick. You go ahead and start. Oh, Lord. Well, I know it's a a good habit to have if it's in a good way, being consistent at, you know, um, being to work on time. Um, What else? Making up your bed, saying your prayers, praying, reading your Bible you know, things of that nature. It's a good habit to have. Um, small changes can make a huge difference in, you know, being consistent. Just just small changes. Um, we have some scriptures. Talk on it. Did you text me the um the scriptures? I think it uh, uh, I'm sorry. No, y'all. I didn't have the scriptures. I thought I was coming. I have mine but okay. I don't know what okay. But okay. if you wanna okay. read your uh, let me see. Hold on. No, I was just going to read. While you try to find yours, I guess. I'm going to just read the definition of consistent because that's what you asked me. Um, asking, asking or done in the same way over time, especially so as to be fair or accurate. 
Another definition is unchanging in nature, standard, or effect over time. So basically, you know what I'm saying, doing the same thing over time. Not just one day, two days, but like over time, over a time period, you're doing the same thing over and over and over to get results, basically. Okay, this is um, one of the scriptures was hold on. Um, being steadfast and immovable. It's First uh, Corinthians fifteen, my beloved brother, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So being consistent, being steadfast, being unmovable, you know, knowing that um, that what we're doing is not in vain, but be consistent at whatever you're doing in the Lord. Be consistent. Don't let nothing, you know, stop you, you know, from doing what God calls you to do, regardless of what it is. You know what? I've seen a lot of people have... Well, a few people. I'm not going to say a lot. I've seen a few people have great ideas, great ideas to do for God, you know, that are up, I mean, to build the kingdom of God. I've seen a few people and let somebody come along and talk them out of what they know what God told them. I mean, laid it out the whole nine, gave them everything that they needed, and let one person or two people come talk them out of what God, you know God told you to do that. Be steadfast, unmovable. Be consistent in what, and, and you can't get weary in, in well-doing because in due season, we get due seasons mixed up with, you know, it's over. No, we're just going through a season. Just keep moving. Seasons change. We have to be steadfast. Be consistent in what God called us to do, regardless of what it is. It could be chopping down trees. Be consistent in doing it. We have to. I wanted to make a comment about how you brought up that scripture of um, don't get, don't be weary and well doing for a new season you shall reap if you say not. And um, how you like due season, it's not up to us to say when it's time for God for us to produce fruit. It's not up to us to say, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like when God sees fit for it to be due season, you know what I'm saying? But while you're working, while you're, you know, doing what God caused you to do, keep your head up in it. You know that God, it doesn't do things. Like he's a, he's a faithful guy. And even in the scripture you just read, First Corinthians 15 and 58, at the end when it's talking about, you know, don't look at your work as worthless. You know what I mean? What you're doing for God is also is always a good thing. You know, bring it so even if it's one soul that gets saved off of, if you're a content creator and God told you to post that prayer, post that video, if it was one soul saved, if you got one life on that video, you touched one person. Don't ever think that what you're doing is worthless. Even right. if you have a church, you have a ministry, if those four walls have five people, those five people are getting blessed by what you're saying. You know what I mean? So don't look at what you're doing as worthless. Keep God number one. Keep God as the center. And, you know what I'm saying, in due season you shall reap if you say not, though. 
So you got to remember, you know, we just, we can't fade. We can't get weary. Mm-hmm. We can't. And like you said, we're in, what we're, we're in, fall now? You know, the weather keeps changing. You know, the same. The same in life. The same in life. Who's to say the sun's not supposed to shine? Because it's, cause it's used to doing it at a certain time. You know, God is going to bless, and God is going to do things according to how he want it done, when he want it done, okay? And it's not up to us. Time is not our timing. His ways is not our ways. He just wants us to keep going, keep our head up, and don't get weary. If he didn't know, if he didn't think that we wasn't going to get weary in our well doing, it wouldn't be in it wouldn't be an exception. It's to encourage us to keep going. Find them encouraging scriptures that's going to get you through it, and stop letting people talk you out of it. That goes back to what I was saying before. Who, who watch who you venting to or talking to? Watch who you talking to. Or even even if it's not people that talk you out of it, sometimes you can talk yourself out of it. Sometimes oh, our, yeah. biggest, our biggest hater, our biggest critic, especially, is us. We could have so many people that like what we do or enjoy what we do or getting fed by what we do, but if it's not up to, I'm going to talk to myself. If it's not up to what, because my mama know I can have a, a great word on my segment on Wednesday mornings. If I don't like it, I won't post it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, don't. Sometimes we can be our biggest critic in situations. So, with that being said, how you said, like, don't listen to what other people say. Sometimes that person has to be is you that's doubting yourself. So mm-hmm. it's good for us to fill ourselves up with the word because what does God say I am? You know, how does God feel about me? What does God think I can do? You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, if you get weary or you have those moments, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You get what I'm saying? Like, feed yourself with that word. And also um, what you were saying about different seasons in life, um, it reminded me of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 when it says um, there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything done on earth. There's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pull up what is planted. Like, And it keeps going for several verses of it just being a time for different things. So right now, it's time to work. Like, it could be just time for you to put in the work and put, you know, whatever, whatever. But God is going to, you're like, yeah. Is it, what was it? Okay, consistency is the topic. But you got to say consistency to see results. And that's with anything. You can't work out for one day and think you're about to lose 10 pounds. Like, you have to stay consistent with anything. So it'll be a time to pick up your fruit. It'll be a time to, you know, for you to see what, what happened in that working season, but in that time is when you can, in that time that God has for you, in due season, that's when you will reap, but there's a time where you have to sow as well. So I just want to, I guess, encourage everybody, even myself, that, you know what I'm saying, you have to put some work in in order to see results. So, and just because you think that you should see the results by now, it's not due season yet. That's really what I'm trying to say, is that, like, just because you feel like it's time, or God, I should have had this by now. God, I should have looked like this by now. God, da 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 by now. You have to also, in those moments, also of blaming or why not me or I'm seeing everybody else get blessed. I'm seeing everybody else get their breakthrough. What about me? Sometimes you got to sit back and be like, have I been, you know, have I done what God has required of me? What was the last thing God told me to do? Have I done that? 
What was the last time, what last thing I wrote in my journal of I want to accomplish this, I want to, have you done that yet? You know, have you been actually sowing how you're supposed to in order to reap, raise your hand just out? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you just in a place of I want, I want, I want without the consistency, without the work? So, like, we have to put in something in order to see something. Are we going to stay in the same place? Your consistency right now can just be a whole bunch of negativity. That's what you're con- that to be what you're consistent in is being negative every day. <laughs> you're doing a great job at that, at being consistent in that, <laughs> being negative every single day. <laughs> so, you know, change it up or whatever. And it, ta- it takes time. You know, the first day, even with a task or a hobby, you have to suck in order to be good at anything. You're going to have a place of I can't I, – I, it doesn't look how I want it to look. That's fine. I went to a pottery class for the first time. I'll be dumb to think that what I make is about to look like people that have been doing this. You get what I'm saying? But if I stay at it, if I stay working, if I stay coming to those classes, if I stay doing it, then you get what I'm saying, you'll get somewhere, you'll get results. But if you keep punching in and punching out, but saying you, you, you want to – we can either go spiritual – I want this great relationship with God. I want to connect with him. But you only read your Bible once a month. You only read your Bible when you get to church and you got that. You know what I'm saying? It takes consistency with anything in order to build a relationship and, like, relationships on earth, spiritual relationship with God, hobbies, tasks. It takes consistency. You got to stay at it in order for anything to grow. So, yeah, I'm going to be quiet. Somebody else go. Well, you good. You good. A lot of it, going back to what you were saying, um, being consistent and um, putting in the work. That's just like um, we were getting ready to plant some um, some things for. There's <laughs> nothing to plant right now. We were too late. You know what I mean? If we would have stayed consistent, we probably have some big, huge um, collard greens right now. But we wasn't consistent in it, so we don't. We can't expect to go out in the field and pick, you know, collard greens because guess what? When we thought about it, it was too late. But if we would have stayed consistent in tilling that ground and turning it over, getting it ready for the next for the next uh, harvest, you know, to reap what we haven't sowed. How could you pick up? We can't. Anyway, I'm gonna leave that right there. But anyway. Anybody else have anything to say? Uh, anything else? I do. Um, um, I'm going to go to the next scripture I had. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Well, I'm going to it now. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Um, I read out of NIRV. I can read both. It's real short and sweet. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. I'm going to read King James. Jesus Christ, same. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Really, the same thing. But yeah, like Jesus is consistent. God is consistent. That's one thing that I, huh? I said that's right. Oh yeah. So that's one thing that I, I um definitely thank God for. Like, I don't want to. I'm not gonna say every single prayer. It's not every single one, but a lot is that. Thank you for being consistent in my life. Like. Every day, no matter if I can change, I can do everything you ask me to do today, and then tomorrow fall short. My God is still going to be the same God he was yesterday and today. And that's the thing is that God is just good. Like, 
there's nothing that we can do, not do, or you get what I'm saying, to deserve the grace and the mercy that he gives us. It's a gift. Like, we are gifted with his grace and mercy and love. It's just because he is good is why we are blessed. Right. Like, literally. So I just, yeah, like, I wanted to just point out that God, and yes, we can say all of this about us being consistent, but we have to talk about the fact that, like, the God that we serve is the same God every single day. So when you have those bad days or things going on in your life, we still have the scripture of all things work together for the good of those that love God. Like, all of that is still working together. Like, just, I don't know, like, like I don't want us to, which I, I sometimes have situations in my life where, I do. I could be honest and say I look at God like, God, why would you let this happen to me? Why would you let this happen to my family? Like, just why would you, why would this happen? Or why did it die? But we have to remember, like, we have scriptures, encouraging scriptures to let us know that all things work together for the good of those that love God. And I love those moments I can look back and be like, Lord, you knew what you was doing. You know, like, God, you was, you, you had your hand on this situation the whole time. The whole time. Time you were in it, I just couldn't see it, and I love the analogy that um, of of God being the painter, of God being the artist, because somebody else looking at that picture may not understand why that line was drawn that way, why that slant in that heart. You know what I'm saying? They may not understand why that's that's being painted that way, but the painter, the artist, knows exactly what they're doing. Like, that artist knows exactly why they drew that that way, why they put they painted that that way. Like, the artist has full control to prematurely. Us looking at life at the step that we're at, we don't understand what's going on. It looks like a mess. But God, no, all things work together for the good. All thing, all This whole thing is going to come together. He's, he he knows what he's doing. So it's just being able to trust him through those moments. And it's, it's sometimes hard, like I said. Like, I'm talking and I'm saying this as if I live by it every day, but I don't. That's why I'm, I'm being transparent to say, like, I have moments of God, like, bro, not both, but God, like, why, like, why? But like I said, like, even if it's months down the line, if I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a good feeling to be like, Lord, I, I know why you did that. I, could, I see the reason as to why you allowed, allowed that to happen in my life. You know what I mean? Even the things that I, I caused on myself, all things work together for the good of those that love God. Like keep mm-hmm. keeping my eye on God, keeping him number one in my life. He'll turn all that mess. He'll he'll use that. My friend be using an analogy of um, cooking grease. Or is it grease? How it grease can. You can use, like, grease and stuff when you cook it. I don't cook, so I'm really trying to, like, really dig for this analogy. But ain't that what it is, the grease from the food? You can use that for gravy and stuff like that. Is it the grease? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, good. I had to make sure because I ain't never made no gravy, but I think that was the analogy. But how you could think that things that happen in your life is junk, throw it in the trash. No, God is going to use that grief, which you deem unnecessary, which you deem of a mess or whatever, whatever, he could turn it into gravy. You know what I'm saying? He could turn it into something in your life. I just said that to say if all things work together for the good. You know what I'm saying? So. You know what I'm saying? We got a good cook in that kitchen, y'all. We got a good cook that know what they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like I was saying, oh, yeah, I said all that to say back to the topic of consistency. We can trust that God is a good God every single day, even when we're in those situations that feel heavy, that feel low, that feel like we're getting beat down to the ground. 
I know my God is good. I know that he is able. So even if you don't, if, even if the situation don't change, Lord, I know you're still good. Like you are, you don't change. When I had it all, you were good. When I don't have it all, I'm good. You know, you're still good. The the faith of Job, you get what I'm saying? Like having it all and whatever, whatever, and the devil being like, well, I bet if you take it, he ain't going to worship you no more. Like, you get what I'm saying? Having that faith of Lord, if you, if I have it all, if I don't, I'm still going to trust you. You get what I'm saying? I'm still going to uplift your name. I'm still going to seek you and seek your faith in everything that I have and everything that I have or don't have because you're just good. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, God, the scripture was Hebrew saying yesterday and today and forever. He's consistent. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Why are you saying hello, Ma? Oh. <laughs> How you go? Um, consistent, consistent, consistent. I was looking at uh, my other notes. Uh, I have James. Did you have another scripture? I'm sorry. Mm-mm, those are my two. You said the other one. I had that one too. So those are my two. I had. We can we can um we can wrap it up if 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 just think about this. If me and my sister was talking today about some things. If anybody under the sound of my voice, if you were to die today, do you know where you're going to go? If you don't, then more than likely, you're going to hell. Is is, is, Is that a broad statement? If you were to die today, if you, I'm asking, if you were to die today, do you know where you're going? If you don't know, then more than likely you're going to hell. Let me give you a scripture. Let me lead you to Christ. Let me let you in on a secret. Jesus loves you. He loves you. He don't want nobody to go to hell. Well, if Jesus is so good, why do he let people go to hell? He don't let anybody go to hell. He don't let us go to hell. He give us all free will to do whatever we want to do. He's not going to twist your arm. He's not. And guess what? We all make mistakes. We all striving. We're all striving to be right to be in right standing with Jesus Christ himself. We all are. But I beg you today, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I ask you to get to know him. Ask him to come into your heart and and, and, and lead you and guide you. I had a witness to a girl the other day, and I'm not even going to get into all of that, but I asked her, have you ever had that little, that feeling if you um that you were gonna go um left but got but something told you to go right and you found out later it was an accident on, on, on the on the other road that you would normally would go down, you always go down? God loves you just that much. He loves you just that much. 
In Romans 10, 9, and 10, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, okay, and shall believe in thy heart that God have risen from the, from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's it. There's nothing hard about it. You just believe that he died and he rose on the third day. Okay, that's it. That's it. There's nothing hard about it. At every morning when you get up, every night before you go to bed, just ask God to to, to reveal Himself to you every day. If you're if you're confused about it, I see God in every day that I wake up. Every day He showed me Himself. When I look up at the sky and, and I, I'm gonna start posting some of these pictures. There's nobody but God. He's everywhere. You have to look for him. Seek, and you will find him. Knock, and the door shall be open. He'll reveal himself to you. Just ask him. He's a gentleman. I love you. Jesus loves you. I don't want nobody to go to hell. Nobody. Okay? And this is going to end our um, segment. Um, I'm going to ask my husband to pray this out. All right. Uh, good show tonight. Good conversation. I want, I want to add my little two cents. I know it ain't worth much. Oh, you weren't supposed to say nothing. Pray us out. I know I wasn't supposed to, but I'm, I'm still the head of this household. I, I can speak when I want to. So... Y'all had a good conversation. I think y'all first talked about being muted, and then you talked about consistency. And the one thing that relates to both of those is emotions. And we can't do either or without uh, when emotions are involved. So it's like when you get in front of somebody and they're, saying something against you or for what you're thinking about or what you're talking about or what you know is right and they're saying something against it we instantly get emotional and we make the situation worse than what it is versus being muted and let God do the punishment of those that go that oppose what you're trying to do so we don't give time for God to react we don't give time for God to intervene we don't give time for God to do his will. So right now I'm studying uh, about the first king of the Israelites, which was, which was Saul and David, and how Saul wanted to kill David because he did what was right. And the people said that Saul killed his thousand and king and David killed his ten thousands. That ma- immediately made Saul upset, emotional. And he tried to kill David for a long time. So emotions will send us to hell. Even though we had the right intent on being mute or being consistent on the word of God. So the only thing that can ruin that those two subjects is emotions. In other words, like my wife said, catch a bubble to be muted. Consistency is doing the will of God. But give God a chance to react on your intentions 
that's in his will. Give God a chance. Give God a chance. He he doesn't have to defend himself like we defend ourselves. He doesn't have to say everything because he hears a reaction or, or hears a comment. He doesn't have to do that. He's right all the time. And God will be silent in your life if you can, if you consistently stay emotional. He'll be silent. And we think it's all what God is doing because of that. And it's not. It's what we are doing. Patient with the word of God that if he don't give us an answer today, even though somebody put us down in front of others, even though somebody shut us down in front of others, let it go. Don't defend yourself when you know what's right. But anything that's right going to stand on its own. But we can't help the right like we always try to do. But anyway. Uh, Wait, no, 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 no. I, I want to add. Wait, I want to add. Yeah. I was trying my best to not interrupt because it was good. But like how you said it, the, the, what ties the two together of the mute things and the consistency is emotions. And it made me think of how for both you need discipline because with mm-hmm. your emotions, your emotions getting into play with the mute thing and learning how to be quiet. If you have some discipline, you can control that. And with consistency, mm-hmm. staying consistent with whatever you're doing, you need discipline in order to stay consistent. Like, because with your emotions, even when you don't feel like it, that's what discipline is. It's even when you don't feel like it, you do it anyway. So that's mm-hmm. how we can tie them both together with emotions being into play. It's even if I don't want to be quiet right now, I have the discipline to. Even if I don't want to get up and read my word or make that video or get up and go to whatever you're trying to be consistent and go to the gym, even if I don't feel like it, I'm going to do it anyway. So discipline is what ties that together, too, with the emotions and all of that. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 So – you know, we, we we always have the good intentions to, to do what's right. We always have good intentions of this, that, and the other. But emotions erase all of that. It erases it. Especially when, you know, we as black folk get embarrassed of you hearing the right answer of what you did. You're hearing the right answer of what you should do, the right answer. But we get emotionalized and we argue against that answer, and nothing comes out of it. And my my wife would tell you right now, if me and her arguing or we have a strong conversation or whatever, and I, I just get tired, I'll say what I, I'll say this right here. You know what? You're right, sweetie. And that right there creates another conversation. I'm saying you're right because I'm humbling myself because you're emotionalized. And I'm going to let you have that. So every time I try to, and I'm not saying it's against my wife to be negative. I'm just saying for somebody to understand. So every time, if she comes stronger at me because of what I'm explaining or if it's not what she want to hear or if it's not the right answer or whatever, I'll just say, you know what, you're right. But she'll tell me, you know, it's not about who's right. But in that instance, it's emotionalized. I love, and I want to kill, and I want to, and I want to kill, I want to kill the conversation because it's not going where it should go because of emotions. Go ahead. 
that is a great example, and I love when you use it because you do the same thing. And, like, it's just so funny is that when you know you right or when you have an opinion, you do the same thing. And sometimes mommy is the person to be like, you're right, sweetie. You're right, Tink. She does that too. Y'all both do the same thing. But I love the example because it's still a good example. But I love when you use it because you do it too. Like you will, are, you will push your point for sure. And if you use your emotions too, but it's just in a whole other way of if you feel like you know what you're talking about, can't nobody tell you nothing. No, it's it's, it's, it's you know it's not emotions. That's that's brilliancy. That's that's you know that's oh, what it oh, is. Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> but look, Father God, we thank you um, for your unbelievable word. And the name of your word is, uh-oh, and the name of your word is Jesus Christ. And we believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for what was said. Thank you for what was heard. Thank you for the explanations of the conversations that they can be understood. And hopefully they're they're taken and ran with. Father God, we thank you for the opportunities of having ups and downs. We thank you for the opportunities of what's happening today, what's happening tomorrow. But we thank you most of all for what's happening happening presently. Because the day you have given us is called a present. And we need to accept this day and we do accept this day in your name in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you for I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my daughter Audra, Vanessa who was on tonight. I thank you for any listeners that are on tonight, that you would to, that you could just see that we're not a perfect family, that we're not automatically right, but that we're trying to get right, just as you are. So may you take this and understand that everything's not perfect, but the only thing that is perfect that will work in the will of our life is, is, is God that can make things perfect. Everything's happens, everything happens on seasons. And we can't count or motivate or change the seasons. So while the seasons change, that our emotions stay the same to be consistent. All right? Let us catch a bubble when we get emotionalized. Father God, give us that strength that others may speak and we may learn, even though we think we got the right answer. But Father God, we thank you for giving us the strength. We thank you for tonight. I thank you for Elder Oliver and his platform, uh, Chaos Block Talk Radio. May you continue to bless him and his family. May you continue to enlarge his platform for even more to get on to share the word of God. Father God, we thank you. And again, I thank you for my family. And in the name of Jesus Christ, everybody be consistent as much as you can and be as mute as much as you can when you don't need to speak. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.